Well, welcome back to Crossroads 98 Podcast. Good to uh, be with you here today. We hope that this finds you well. I don't have Scott Sims with me, but I do have Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Steve-O. How are you? (laughs) Doing pretty good. Well, Scott couldn't make it uh, this week for the podcast, but he will be uh, with us this next week. And um, depending, I'm not too sure exactly how it's all going to work, but um, we might even just have uh, Eddie and Scott. I don't know. We might we might do that. We, well, we might do that one of these days. It might not happen this next week, but uh, that'd be kind of fun too. Well, we are glad to have you with us. And uh, uh, Eddie, what's new, buddy? Anything? Oh, not not a whole lot. I uh, I sure enjoyed Scott's message Sunday about uh, Isaiah. Yeah, and I, I know I've. This is a mighty, really powerful text. It is very uh, powerful. Very powerful. It's it's one of the few places, if not the only place, where a human was allowed to look upon God and live. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was a vision. Yeah. But nonetheless. Yeah. You know, Paul was caught up to a third heaven. Uh, he doesn't really mention, I don't believe, uh, God sitting on the throne, but uh, Isaiah saw him Yeah, in that vision. Yeah. It's a, it is a, an amazing uh, passage of Scripture. And, uh, and, and Paul, or, or I should say, um, Scott, pulled out some very neat... Uh, specifics of that and we're going to be talking about that today and uh, before we get started um, I'll take off my Adidas hat and I guess you'll take off your Cubby's hat and I guess we'll we'll go ahead and uh, have a word of prayer <laughs> so let's do that now we love you Lord uh, we are uh, in awe of how you continue to love us in, in a way that you do Lord um, no matter where you find us and each one of us here today during the podcast Lord, we are uh, found in you because of Jesus Christ. It's, it's amazing to even think that, uh, that in our failures and in our, our um, muck and mire at times, that you still uh, find us worthy to be called your daughters and sons. And uh, it's all because of Jesus Christ. And Lord, uh, the, amazing, the amazing grace that you um, hold us close with uh, it's it's not to, to be compared to anything else mm-hmm. this unconditional love that you have for us father we just pray that you will continue to um, reach down and to affect our lives but may we be obedient in response lord it's um it's amazing what you're doing but lord i pray that in in that muck and mire that will will allow you to work in us that will allow your Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us. And we're going to find today as we we dig into the Scripture a little bit more that uh, in these areas, that uh, in this Scripture, that that you want us to, to find this intimate relationship with you, this, this place where it's one-on-one and a, and a, a worship of the, the Adonai, you, Father, the all-encompassing God, uh, we love you, and uh, we just do pray that you will pray uh, to place your hand upon us over this podcast as we speak. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and it's a good thing that they can't see me because my hair would scare them to death. <laughs> That's why I wear a hat. 
<laughs> well, uh, yes, as we started to, uh, to talk a little bit about that, the scripture that was referred to uh, and referenced on Sunday from Scott was Isaiah 6. And um, can you go ahead and read those? I know you've got that in front of you right now. Can you go ahead and just read over that context and scripture? In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smokes. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And whom will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. Hmm. That is very powerful. And um, as Scott had um, brought out there towards the first part of that scripture, he had said, he, he actually broke this whole scripture down in the three. And, and he spoke of it this last Sunday. And he will be uh, continuing this coming Sunday. But it's the knowing, the woeing, I guess he made it that way. Uh-huh. And the going. Yeah. Um, and so the knowing the Lord, knowing that it is Adonai that was very present. And it says, in the year that King Uzziah died. And then I, in my notes on Sunday, I put down the Lord. He was there. Mm-hmm. He was present on the scene reminding Isaiah I am the Lord I am that I am that's what that was that was yeah. the that was the point yeah yeah look it's not about it's not about the the the, the kings or the, uh, the the people that are in charge it's their obedience to me but I am I'm always here I am the one that's going to see see us through and see you through rather so it it's um I know you were there on Sunday. Uh, anything else that uh, on that knowing part that he brought out? And I know that there was quite a bit, but I thought I'd bring that up first. Well, uh, being in the presence of God reflected on his own heart and where he was at, that he didn't feel worthy even to, even to be there. I think bringing that into present day, it's the conviction that the Holy Spirit puts on our hearts when we are in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Wherever we're at, right. it doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit, he even acts like is God, but he acts like God sitting on the throne in a sense that he comes into our hearts and he brings the throne to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an, that's an amazing thing. So in a sense, if we are in tune with the Holy Spirit, there should be times in our spiritual walk that we feel like it was Isaiah, just as much awe as, as him seeing face to face right uh, yeah I know what's happened it happens to me and uh, you know I've shared this before when the Holy Spirit uh, anoints you or comes upon you some people do uh, some people do speak in tongues uh, some people dance some people shout some people cry and that's what I do I cry mm-hmm. uh, 
and he manifests himself different in different people, I think. It's just not one way. Yeah. And this worship that, uh, that as, the, as the Father comes, as we recognize that intimacy, that worship, it's not, it's not uh, some, sometimes we, we think, um, when people hear worship, they think immediately singing music. or music exactly. or the songs. And that's, and that's great. Uh, in that aspect, but there are so many different forms of, of how we are to worship. There's times that it's just in silence, in the midst of His creation, sitting well, on the the beach overlooking the ocean, or in a in a wooded area that that God has created, and you just you marvel, or or in the quietness of your of a quiet place in the closet. You know what I'm saying? Well, in, actually, twenty four seven, we ought to be in some yes. form of worship. Yes. Even if we're working or doing whatever, we can still. Uh, I think this is interesting how the Holy Spirit works. That Scott put these two messages together about Isaiah 6. And in the first Sunday back with me, I go back to 1 Corinthians. But the whole premise is why we're here. Our purpose on earth is to glorify God. So it all goes mm-hmm. it goes together. The Holy Spirit does that because we don't even talk. Uh, Scott texted me one, know what, if there's anything I want him to preach on. I said, no, I'll just do what God wants you. And that's what he's doing. So That's awesome. <laughs> He knows, that's for sure. And, you know, when Scott spoke on Sunday, he mentioned uh, the uncertainties of our lives, that in the uncertainties, and they, uh, they, this last weekend was, uh, last Sunday was um, graduation um, Sunday. Uh, we honored our graduates. He mentioned in the uncertainties of our lives, he mentioned like the graduates, mm-hmm. sometimes that there's an uncertainty of the future or that this is finding you, uh, a family maybe in an uncertain time because of a uh, a new newly found uh, discovery of something health wise or in, inside the family or a loss of uh, of uh, of a family member or the loss of a job or I mean the the list went on and on as he spoke about it but in that uncertainty and and he was speaking from the scripture but then brought it to our everyday life. Um, talked about King Uzziah, how that was an uncertain time, and as Isaiah found himself in that certain uncertain time. And then in our daily life, again, the knowing that the Lord is the Lord of all, Adonai, um, and how the Father sent his seraphs, seraphim, right? Uh, and how interesting the scripture. the only place in scripture where that's mentioned. That's it. And I, 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 I thought that interesting. was interesting. That Very. It says, Nowhere else applied to God's attendant angels, but to the fiery flying, not winged, but rapidly moving serpents, which bit the Israelites in number 21.6, called so from the poisonous inflammation caused by their bites. That, that, I thought that was, that was interesting that, that he used that same word. But oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it, let me go ahead and read this to, to Seraph is to burn, implying the burning zeal, dazzling brightness. Second Kings two, six, chapter six, Ezekiel one thirteen, and Matthew twenty eight three, and the serpent like rapidity of the seraphim in God's service. Perhaps Satan's form as a servant, in his appearance to man, has some connection with his original form as a seraph of light. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting that this this commentary brought brought that in. 
yeah. that he was a seraph. He was a it was the head angel in a sense. He yeah. was he yeah. stood the, he stood right next to God. Speaking of so Satan. yeah, right. as far as from man's perspective, how how they see him. Okay, so let's just clarify that a little bit for those that are listening, real quick. Satan, we need to we need to remind them. Satan was an angel of God. Angel of light. Angel of light, rather, yeah, and and stood by the throne of God. By the that throne. is amazing. I mean, to think he about was. That. He was, shush, Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer. Yeah. He was a highly uh, decorated. I should say. Yeah, he uh, really was. And this is interesting. This is interesting that we're speaking of worship, because isn't this interesting that the seraphs were mentioned within this worship. Satan, or Lucifer, was the head worshiper of God. That's from what I understand Mm -hmm. from other commentary about Satan in the Old Testament. Tell me if I'm wrong on that, Pastor. But wasn't Satan or Lucifer, before he was downcast, wasn't he, his body almost, when he moved, he just honored God by well, he was by the movement yeah. and and he was the worshiper was, of God yeah and yeah, exactly he was so beautiful he was yeah. he was created for the pleasure for the honoring of God for he was just it, it was wow the it was just a wow factor but it, and when when this happened it was honoring God yeah then because what was it? A third, right? A third of the the angels. Oh, the angels fell with him, and so uh, a third of them just, in fact, when they were to go to honor God, they started to see Lucifer at that. And this is my assumptions, but they started to see Lucifer mm-hmm. rather than see who he was honoring, and uplifted Lucifer, uplifted the way he was created, and right. started to celebrate and honor him rather than God. So he became that but honoring factor so satan was downcast along with the third of the angels and now we find that this is happening now this has already happened before uh isaiah and all this other happens this is this is before so satan has already been downcast and within the old testament so now they're referring to these seraphs Mm-hmm. Right, and so it's interesting to me that you mentioned this because this is the same type of form. This commentary is saying, same type of form of Lucifer. Right. Uh huh. Okay, and we're talking of the worship. So this is just really interesting to me as we're we're speak, we're talking about this that that this these seraphs were brought in to present themselves to Isaiah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He, these are the ones that showed up. Yep. And these were the ones of the, a lot of times in worship, this is uh, in worship conferences and worship context and worship, talking about worship. These are the ones that are presented only one time. You're you're saying, and Scott mentioned this on Sunday too, only one time these were referred to. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting that they did only. Mention, mention it once. Yeah. So that's that's great stuff. I'm. Uh, that's great. I'm glad we're having this conversation because this is picking well, my brain a little bit more too. Again, it, it just shows you 
how God wants to be worshipped because you want to. He gave uh, the angels choice. If he created them, he didn't have to give them choice. Yeah. But he he did. And then when they chose wrong, you know, rebellion started in heaven, and um, we've been rebellious ever since. <laughs> you you would almost think that prior prior to the creation uh, and all of this thing that so prior to all that this is this is what's happened in heaven and and this is when uh, Lucifer was downcast and so now so all the angels that remained that that honored God I mean my goodness um, talk about uh, making the right decision <clears throat> yeah, <that's laughs> and then sure. and then to being confirmed in that decision uh, there they go and man am I glad mm-hmm. that I chose to honor the God the God the one the only you know this is this that I'm not going to to celebrate or worship the, that which was created mm-hmm. I'm going to celebrate God yeah exactly that's exactly right I hope I hope people can follow my line of thought today because I I guess it's just kind of a little bit scattered, but at the same time, it just it it's being presented in a way to my mind and my heart that is reminded once again of how awesome and how magnificent our Father is, and how we and now through this amazing love and unconditional love, this amazing grace. Well, verse is. seven, it's a type of Christ. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Mm. That coal on his lips did the same thing as the blood of Christ for us. All-consuming. And then then that was the woeing part, and God fixed that within Isaiah because he made him clean. And then comes the going that Scott's going to talk about next week. Mm -hmm. And he says, Whom shall I send? But he felt that responsibility to... uh, do something for God after he was saved, so to yeah. speak, or cleansed. Yeah. He felt that urgent need to jump in and and do do God's work. Yeah. So that's the way it's supposed to work with us, yeah. work with us as well. When we've been redeemed, we need to ask, you know, as God asks, whom shall I send? And then we respond, well, send me. So, you know. So what happens sometimes when we... We find ourselves in a spot where uh, we're, we're, we're Holy Spirit's working on our lives, and we we begin to uh, sense that pull on our hearts, and we our, the forgiveness of sins has happened, and, and Jesus has cleansed us, and then we start to wrestle with that uh, where where maybe God is leading us to, you know, like this one that, that, that uh, Scott will speak about on Sunday, the going, as, as the Holy Spirit speaks, on our, speaks to our lives, and as we begin to trust Him, we begin to wrestle with how He's calling us, where He's calling us, and yet what we're seeing, and maybe that being, being able to be proactive a little bit and kind of we don't know exactly how Scott's going to present this, but um, to see that uh, through obedience, mm-hmm. that we must uh, honor our our Father 
in the going, uh, in the sending, and uh, recognize that, uh, that God has a purpose for us each. I think my question to you would be on that is, is maybe some that have been nudged by the Holy Spirit, what are some of those processes, as we kind of do a little bit of a tangent, what are some of those processes that we that we can do to clarify as God has, as we as we know God, as we then find ourselves in that woe of recognizing we are sinful, and we present that and we're forgiven, and then the Father starts to press on to us that go. I know you've had a calling on your life. I have a calling on my life. As we sense that going, not all of us are going to be. Uh, full-time ministers, not well. We are, but we are not on we are, staff somewhere. Yeah, perhaps. that's a good point. Good point. Thank you. Um, what are some of those processes that we can kind of just share right now? Well, I think, uh, and I, th- I think here's part of the tragedy within the kingdom. A lot of people come into the kingdom and then they don't ever pursue their gifts. We should all know our gifts and we should be using them mm-hmm. and making them, honing them, making them better because God's gifted us to do that and He's going to help us. Uh, that's what we do in life development here in 301. Kurt uh, teaches that, and he helps people uh, uh, do an inventory and, and try to sort some things out. But what you do, if you really feel your gift is teaching, you need to try it. Right. Whether it's serving, you need to go serve. Whatever, whatever gift you have, you need to... And if it doesn't work out, well, that's not your gift. At least you've tried. He doesn't expect us to sit in a chair. Right. I think a lot of people... We'll pray, God, uh, open the door or close the door or whatever. Well, when you're sitting in a chair, if you're not by the door, you, you don't know whether it's open or closed. You, you've got right. to walk through God's doors. You've got to be yeah. moving. You yeah. can't sit and expect. You know, it's like the Thessalonians when they, and Paul told them, says the Lord himself will ascend from heaven with a shout that he was coming back. They wanted to sit back and take it easy and wait for Jesus to show up. Well, mm-hmm. look how long ago that's been. You right. just can't. You just can't do that. Right. But too many people expect that. Yeah. They want God to bring their supper to them, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and but it, it it's a lot. There's a lot of action in the kingdom. You got to be moving. You can't yeah. unless He has specifically. You know, and there's some scripture to that. When in prayer to wait on the Lord, I think waiting on the Lord in prayer is a little different than waiting on the Lord for you to find something to do in the kingdom. Yeah, I think that's and a even difference. during our waiting. Uh, we are to be uh, well. I'm praying. Very is important. So you're not really not doing anything. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I think that you know the task that is at hand, and, and he, it's it's specified uh, in the word. Um, you know, no matter what we're doing at that moment, we're to do it as we are to do it unto unto the Lord. Right. So our work or our labor. It or, doesn't matter. You yeah. Know, exactly. As right. he defines that, as he matures us, as we are stay obedient, as we. As we find our uh, our calling, our our giftedness, and then it could very well be that he remains us in the in the place that he has us, uh, maybe at yeah, a factory yeah, I, or maybe at that um, whatever it may be, but finds us in a place where we are, but then puts us purposefully in church, uh, maybe doing something on Sunday or throughout the week right. to do giftedness or in the community that. That we're shining that light onto yeah. the community and into that. Good stuff. Yeah. 
Well, and I think part of the problem too, uh, from the leadership, from the clergy's perspective, we've, we've enabled people to do nothing. We haven't been aggressive enough of trying to get people plugged in, so to speak. That's on us. Yeah, I think at times <laughs> you're exactly right. At times we've allowed that to, you know, and it's it's par partially on us that, that, that uh, when I say, of course it's partially on us. You just mentioned that. But what I'm saying is is that sometimes what we do is we're like, well, I want that done a certain way, and mm -hmm. so therefore, and I know I'm guilty of that. I'll, well, yeah, I'll, exactly. Uh, I'll say, you know, well, I've, I need to have this this way, or I've got this idea, and then, but it's our job to to uh, that's, that's go sure. out and to pursue that, and that's that's what it does take. It takes us to to stay close to the Father and the Holy Spirit as He guides and directs those into our lives and into our community of believers to be able to continue to use their giftedness so anyway yeah that's that's it and uh, I know that Scott will be bringing a little yeah. bit more insight on that this coming Sunday and then we'll be talking about podcast uh, about that on the podcast to come a um, couple things that uh, we did mention the graduates this last week um, and uh, we are very very proud of of each and every one of those graduates that we mentioned on Sunday and um, my my middle son, Josiah Stephen, uh, graduated from high school here in Sullivan this year, uh, this last week, and um, has plans to go to ISU at the time at this moment. And uh, we're in encouraged by uh, his faithfulness to continue to seek the Lord's direction in his life. And so I'm excited about his future. But uh, of course, continuing to pray to see where how he's being called and his giftedness as well. And uh, had some great talks with Josiah here um, in the last month, and and uh, what the future holds. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Those that don't know this, that is also uh, Eddie's grandson, and uh, uh, it's neat to uh, be able to be at uh, in service of the King here with Eddie as uh, my father-in-law, and uh, it's good stuff. We also had Memorial Day weekend, and we definitely. Uh, we're glad to be able to honor those that have lost their lives, given sure. their lives, um, for the freedom that we hold so dear here in the United States. And so, uh, again, we honor uh, those families of those lost, uh, lost loved ones uh, that have given their lives in, in service of this nation. So thank you. Well, Eddie, as we've wrapped this time up to together on this podcast, uh, can you just go ahead and have a word sure. of prayer as we wrap it up? Lord, we love you, and I just thank you for this time and your word. And I thank you for our brother Scott that you've sent to us, Lord, and, and placed that message upon his heart that he brings with such love and passion uh, to us. And we thank you for that. And we just ask you to continue to be with him as he gets ready for the next message. And uh, give us attentive ears uh, when we hear it. And Lord, I do thank you for the graduates, and I pray, God, as you send them out, you'd protect them as they go into various colleges that uh, sometimes are even uh, anti-God to a degree. I don't mean that in the wrong way. I'm just stating a fact. So I just pray mm -hmm. that you protect them and place your knowledge deep within their heart that it might, yes. not, uh, might be shaken, that they might be strong in their faith. And for uh, those that have given their lives in the country, I thank you for Diana's family and that, uh, that gave a son and a brother. Uh, and uh, I just thank you uh, for their lives and mm -hmm. the, what the memories that they'd left. And may we continue to remember them and all those that have gone before us. And Father, for the, 
the word as it speaks to yes. our hearts that we yes. might be uh, every day say lord who's who will you send and uh, and then you say, oh, send me. I'm, I'm open to you, God. I want to be used 100%. As Amy Carmichael says, Lord, use me up. And he did. And uh, may that be our prayer. Thanks again for loving us. And for Steve leading us, we ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor, for joining me here today. And um, we will go at it again this next week. And uh, we will have Scott with us and uh, we'll see if I can get a hold of Eddie here and see if we can't get those two guys together and we'll, we'll do a, a three a three guy podcast this time next time <laughs> well until then we'll talk to you later thanks guys bye bye